Greetings, I'm Noel Deere, and I welcome you to today's Daily Devotion. I hope these next few minutes will encourage you as you seek to learn God's Word and abide with Christ. Our focus this morning is James chapter 1, verses 22 through 25. If you were with us yesterday, you'll remember that we ended our study of verse 21 with the command, receive the implanted word of God. Now, verse 22 picks up on that command and it moves the ball forward a little bit. Verse 22 says, but be doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving yourselves. Some people have suggested that this is the theme verse for the entire book of James, and I think those people are correct. The whole book of James is about us being doers of God's word. Now, this verse really has three components. He talks about, in the beginning, doing God's word, and then he talks about not just being a hearer of God's word, and then finally, he talks about deception. Let's look at each of those components. Right at the beginning of the verse, listen to this. Be doers of the word. Now, that might seem like an odd way to say that, an odd way to put that command together. It's not an active voice. It's not a strong sentence. It's a passive voice. It would be easier to say, and we would advise students learning to write today to say it this way, do God's word, right? That's simple. But why does it say here, be doers of God's word? Well, there's an important distinction. If it said, do God's word, some could interpret that as a command to occasionally do God's word. Today, this afternoon, I need to do God's word. And then maybe in a couple of days, I'm going to do God's word again. Maybe next week, I'm going to do God's word on Thursday. That's not what the command is. He says to be doers of God's word. That means not that we should occasionally do God's word, that there should be times of obedience in our lives, but rather he says that doing God's word should characterize our lives. That's who we ought to be. We're people who are doing God's word. We're characterized by that. So he says, be doers of God's word of God's word. Now, the second important part here, he says, don't just be hearers only. What is a hearer of God's word? What, what would it look like if someone was a hearer, but not a doer of God's word? Well, that person might be very knowledgeable about God's word, might be an expert at God's word. It, 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 that person might even be someone who enjoys God's word, enjoys studying it, enjoys uh, listening to people teach God's word. That person might even be someone who is willing, quote unquote, to do God's word, or someone who intends, quote unquote, to do God's word, but he doesn't do it. Uh, someone who is knowledgeable, uh, someone who enjoys God's word, someone who is willing and intends to do God's word, but doesn't do it. That is a hearer, not a doer. And he warns us against that. Now, he says one of the consequences of that is deception, the danger of deception. How does a person become deceived? He tells us here, deception comes by us listening to God's word without doing God's word. Now, let me tell you exactly how that works itself out. When we listen to God's word, we read God's word, we listen to somebody teaching God's word, that brings conviction in our lives. But when we continue to ignore that conviction, 
we learn to ignore that conviction. We learn to push that conviction away out of our lives, and then we experience it no longer, and we're deceived. That's that's the formula for deception. Now, how do we how do we test for deception? How do we see if in fact we are deceived? Let me just let me just quickly read a few verses to you. Three verses uh, that that I think can serve. If you meditate on these verses, they will serve as a test for deception. First John two four, the one who says, "I have come to know him." and yet doesn't keep his commands is a liar, and the truth is not in him. John 15, 14, you are my friends, Jesus said, if you do what I command you. And then John 14, 23, Jesus answered, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word. Those verses can serve as a test for deception in our lives. Now, in verses 23 and 24, James gives an incredibly uh, insightful illustration uh, to help us understand what we've, uh, what we've read in verse 22. Listen, he says, because if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like someone looking at his own face in a mirror, for he looks at himself, uh, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of person he was. Now imagine you, you you walk up to a mirror and you look at your face in the mirror and you see that you have some ketchup on your chin, maybe from lunch, something dropped and you didn't realize it. And so there's ketchup on your chin. You're sad about that. You don't want ketchup on your chin. That looks bad. You're embarrassed. But you don't clean your face. You just walk away sad about the ketchup on your chin and then you just forget about it. Now what what good came from you looking in the mirror? What value did the mirror have? What value did your time looking at the mirror have? None. Because while you observed the ketchup on your chin, you didn't do anything about it and you forgot it. And he says, that's a picture of someone who studies God's word, but who does not allow God's word to change their life. Now look at verse 25. He says, but the one who looks intently into the perfect law of freedom and perseveres in it and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer who works, this person will be blessed in what he does. So he says, those who look intently into God's word, that means those who study God's word, but not just study the study the word, but compare the word with their own lives. See where Perhaps their lifestyle is contrary to the word of God. So he looks intently into God's word. That person will see that the law of freedom, your Bible might say the law of liberty. Let's talk about this. Uh, The Old Testament law condemned people. They read the rules, the expectations of God. They couldn't keep them and they were condemned. But the gospel The gospel, which is the law of liberty, the law of freedom, the gospel is different. Let me give you the gospel in a nutshell. The gospel tells us, first of all, that God loves us. As children of God, I am completely loved by God. He could not love me more than he does. The gospel also tells me that whatever I need to do to be right with God, Christ has done it for me. Christ has lived a sinless life for me. Christ has paid for sins for me. The gospel also tells me that because of that, I am no longer a slave 
to sin. And if I will seek to obey the commands of God's word, the Holy Spirit will help me. And through that, my heart will be transformed. That's the gospel of freedom. That's the gospel of liberty. And that's good news. He says right at the end of the verse that if we'll press on with this gospel of liberty, that that person will be blessed in what he does. It doesn't say that he'll be blessed for what he does. There's some confusion there uh, with some uh, with some uh, uh, religious groups teaching that we are blessed because we obey. No, the blessing is not because we obey. We are blessed in obeying. The obedience, the transformed heart is a part of God's blessing because of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Friends, thanks for watching or listening. If you're on YouTube, please hit subscribe or hit that like button on your favorite podcasting app. You can search for Noel Deer or for Pastor Noel's daily devotions. Further info at noeldeer.com. I hope you have a great day as you seek to abide in Christ. Christ.